is a mommy makeover? And is it right for you? Dr. West is here with answers. I'm Anita, and this is the Care Experts Podcast. Today we're talking about mommy makeovers with board-certified plastic surgeon, Justin West. Welcome, Dr. West. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. So I want to ask you, what exactly is a mommy makeover, first of all? Yeah, it's a term that we would apply in general to patients who are having surgery on their belly and breast. And then there's different variations on that theme. So for a lot of patients, they're also having liposuction. But once you do breast and belly surgery at the same time, that's typically something that people will refer to as a mommy makeover. Okay. And what is the advantages of doing all these procedures at once? It's a good question. So I think the main issue for patients that we find is people have a hard time taking off time of work or time away from their kids or, or, or their busy lives. So people like to combine surgery so they can get as much done in, in one recovery period. Mm -hmm. Okay. So who exactly would be the ideal candidate for a mommy makeover? So most of our patients are going to be, you know, women who have had multiple, you know, one child, two children, twins, whatever the case may be, where they've developed the common concerns of skin laxity of the belly. Um, they're, they don't like the way they look in their profile because the rectus muscles have separated. They get what's called a rectus diastasis when the muscles get pushed apart through pregnancy. So we put those back together. And then those patients might have some areas of fat that they're just having a hard time getting rid of, you know, six months or a year, at, you know, into their sort of, you know, recovery from their last child. Is there like an optimal time to do a mommy makeover? And would you recommend women wait maybe till after they're done having children? Yeah, in general, what we, we ask, you know, where are you in your, in your life planning journey? Are you planning on having more kids? When patients say that it, they're either, if they're actively planning more children, then we say, hey, great, go on that journey. And if at the end of it, you want to come back and talk, we'll have a conversation about it. And do patients have to be a certain weight or would you advise them to lose weight or get to kind of like a weight they can maintain before they do this? Everybody has their own standard. I, what I try to get patients to agree to is to let me operate on them when they're close to their ideal body weight. Okay. So if somebody comes in and says, you know, I gained 60 pounds through pregnancy and, you know, based on my lifestyle and the way I eat, I know I'm going to go back to that weight. Then I'll say, great, do that first, do it in a way that's, that's safe and effective. Now, how much weight can one of these procedures actually take off, like before and after? Yeah, it's variable. So some of, some people weigh the skin and fat that comes out after a tummy tuck, some don't. I do it some of the time when I think about it. Or patients will say, hey, I really want to find out exactly yeah. what it is. In some patients, it might be as little as a half a pound. In some people, it's five to 10 pounds of skin and fat. So wow. it just depends on kind of how they're built. And how long does a mommy makeover typically last? So I think for the belly part, I typically think of tummy tucks as being a one-time procedure. It's pretty uncommon in most practices to do a tummy tuck over and over again over a lifetime. Okay. With liposuction, if somebody comes into you 20 years later at the same weight, then they could have the same result 20 years after liposuction. Breast surgery is a little bit different. Most people, you know, gravity never stops. You know, it's always present. So it's always going to be changing the position of breast. And the, the, the change for everybody is the breast drop over time. So we can do a lift and bring breasts up to sort of a pre-pregnancy position. Mm -hmm. And then whether it's in 5 or 10 or 20 years, at some point the breasts are going to drop again. So patients will come back and have a second lift or they'll have an implant-related issue and then we'll change out their implants. So I don't tend to think of breast surgery as being one and done. Yeah. But for tummy tucks and lipo, it, it frequently is. And can you like briefly walk us through the procedure and kind of how long this would take maybe from their first consultation through recovery? Sure, yeah. So the, the, the consultation, depending on how many different things we're talking about, you know, it's usually about an hour-long conversation. Um, then the next step is to walk them through what the procedure options are. Um, you know, are they going to be a surgical candidate, a non-surgical candidate? Can we do something really simple like cool sculpting, or is it really more of a surgical procedure? 
And then we'll explain if, if the person's a good candidate for tummy tuck, we'll walk them through what it means to go through the surgical uh, component, the recovery component, what the expectation would be. Same with the breast. We go out, you know, we'll go through what their concerns are. We'll walk them through their options. Are you a candidate for a breast lift? Is it more of an implant or is it a combination of implants and a lift? Mm -hmm. And then walk them through what that experience is like and what that recovery is like and how long they can expect those results to last. So that's typically the first visit. Some patients get everything they want out of that visit. They'll book surgery and then we see them, let's say a week or two before surgery at a pre-op visit, we'll go over the plan. And then the next visit is the day of surgery where mm -hmm. we'll meet them one more time, review the plan, make yeah. sure we're all on the same page. Yes. And then we go into the operating room. We might be in there for five hours. It could be eight hours. Uh, where we execute the plan that we've talked about. What is the recovery process generally like for these? Is it painful? Are they able to get back to work, um, you know, do physical activity, things like be active with their children? Sure, yeah. I think the, um, I mean, there's two parts to it. There's the, the, the tummy tuck is one of the bigger procedures that we do. And we do put a fair amount of restrictions on that because one of the key components to a tummy tuck is bringing the muscles back together. They get separated during pregnancy. So that's called a diastasis repair. Um, it's, it takes about six weeks to get a, a strong enough scar that patients aren't gonna compromise that repair. Mm -hmm. So we ask them not to exercise for, okay. for the full six weeks. People can walk, we want them to walk, we highly encourage them to walk, because walking after surgeries you know, will help with that recovery process. Um, but that's the main limitation. The breast surgery, you know, we, the restrictions are often more like four, three, four, five weeks. Um, but once you throw the tummy tuck in, that's what kind of determines the whole recovery. Okay. You know, depending on what kind of work people do, most of our patients go back after two weeks if you're a FedEx driver, it could be a lot longer because you're lifting heavy boxes. Yeah. If you're the kind of person who works from home from your computer, I have patients who get on their computer the next day and start answering emails and working. Now, I imagine there's some scarring involved in this procedure. So would it be minimal? Is it very noticeable? So it depends on what we're doing. Uh, but for a tummy tuck, it's going to be a scar that's the, the same as uh, like a, a C-section scar where it's low and well hidden mm -hmm. by most clothes. It's just a little bit longer version. So it might go, if it's a full tummy tuck, it would go hip to hip. If it's a mini tummy tuck, it would be a little bit shorter. Um, but ultimately what we have to do is figure out, we have to make a scar length that accommodates for the amount of loose skin that somebody has. We put a lot of thought into how we do closures. We do what we call a layer to closure where there's multiple layers of sutures that go in. All the sutures are hidden below the skin. This isn't like 20 years ago where people use sutures on the outside, where, yeah. which left these uh, train track marks. It can be very subtle and some people's scars can be really you know, impressive to the point where you have to really stare and say, okay, where did I put your scar? And that's kind of best case scenario. Um, do people sometimes get keloids or bad scars? Sure. But are there things we can do to mitigate that risk? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, for breast surgery, if it's an augmentation, it's usually, let's say a three and a half to four and a half centimeter incision. I typically like to hide them at the bottom of the breast, which makes them really hard to see. If there's a lift, then there's typically a scar that we're going to add around the areola, down the middle of the breast. So, but we're tailoring it. You have, the scar is really determined by the patient's breast shape and what type of a change we're trying to make. Um, what I would say though is, you know, in 13 plus years of doing this, I've, whether it's the tummy tuck or breast surgery, I've never had a patient who came in saying, if I knew the scar would look like this, I wouldn't have done it again. Everyone wow. says they're glad that it's it. Mommy makeovers have a very high satisfaction rate. That also says a lot about your work too, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a little bit of credit for that, sure. Um, I would imagine that since this is a pretty extensive procedure and there's multiple procedures that go into this makeover, that there's a lot of research that patients should do. Is there maybe a few things that you recommend patients look into, um, you know, in regards to what doctor they're going to go for? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's exactly right. It's what doctor. So you want to look for doctors who are board certified plastic surgeons. You want to find doctors who are doing the procedure that you're interested in. Don't go to a facelift surgeon for your mommy makeover. Not that they couldn't do it. They have the, they have the skill set, but if they're not executing those procedures yeah. on a regular basis, 
there, there's some nuances that you just get better when you do the same thing over and over. Now let's talk about cost. I know that's definitely gonna be a question that a lot of patients are gonna have. And is there an average cost or estimate for these mommy makeovers? You know, they tend to be more expensive surgeries um, and, and there's a pretty wide range of costs. There are long days in the operating room. You're, you know, you're paying long anesthesia time, you're paying a lot of staff, you're paying your surgeon to be there for a long time and often a, a, either a second surgeon or an assistant. Um, these don't tend to be cases that people just walk in and, and pay in cash. They tend to be cases where people do financing the same way you would finance cars and other big purchases in life. We use care credit. They give us our patients a wide variety of, of ways of breaking down payments into payments that are really easy to fit into most budgets. So um, I would say more often than not, patients you know, finance these procedures. Well, really quickly, I want to just play a quick little game called Myth or Fact with yep. you. So I have three questions. Um, and I want to know, is this a myth or a fact? Yep. So our first one, mommy makeovers are only for mothers. We can put that, I guess, into the myth category. I mean, okay. I think that at the end of the day, anybody who doesn't like the way their belly looks and breast looks can come in and have surgery, whether they've had children or not. That's wonderful. And then my next one, myth or fact, you can't have any more children after you've had a mommy makeover. A myth. Okay. You know, it, is it, if we had the choice between a patient who was going to be finished with having children or not, I think it's easier to have your kids first and then have a mom, you know, then yeah, have your mommy sure. makeover. But life, you know, doesn't always take you in the direction you think it's going to take <laughs> you, right? Not. So we have patients who say, well, I was done having kids. And then they have, so they have their mommy makeover and they come back a year or three or five years later and say, I got pregnant. And that's okay. Yeah. And you can have successful pregnancies. Um, and then what the consequence though might be that we, that might be a small category of patients where we redo things. Mm. Sometimes it's not the skin. It's just putting the muscle back together. Yeah, Sometimes it. it's both. But, um, you know, we, we, it happens more frequently than you might think. And then the last one, myth or fact, you can customize your mommy makeover. Absolutely, fact. Okay. So, you know, no two patients end up having the same surgery. So you have to customize the plan to how the patient's built and to what their goals are. You know, whether it's picking out implant size, whether it's putting implants above versus below the muscle, there's lots of different ways to do breast lifts. You have to cater the plan mm -hmm. to, the, to that patient's aesthetic goal and standard. Tummy the same way. We can, you know, we have to decide you know, are you a mini tummy tuck or are you full tummy tuck? Or are you an extended abdominoplasty that goes much further? Or is it a tummy tuck that goes all the way around and now yeah. it's a body lift? So yes, absolutely. You know, there's, this is not one size fits all. You really have to customize the procedure to what, how the patient's built and what their goals are. Thank you so much, Dr. West. This has been so informative. All of our featured care experts recommend and accept the Care Credit credit card, which is accepted at hundreds of thousands of provider locations nationwide. For more information, visit carecredit.com. Thanks for joining us on Care Experts with Care Credit. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with friends and family. And stay tuned for new episodes every week. All information, opinions, and recommendations discussed in this episode are for your information only. We believe the information sources are generally reliable, but because of possible human or mechanical error by the sources, Synchrony or its affiliates, including CareCredit, does not provide warranty to the accuracy, quality, or completeness of the information or any results obtained from it. Any statement or opinions in this episode are the doctor's alone, and included data was current to the time of creating this episode. Please consult your own advisors before using any of this information.